I am. I was there watching my 49ers destroy the Dallas Cowboys. Anybody. Because if you don't say it's a big stretch, it's not really a big stretch. <laughs> and Dawn. Uh, infiltrating our craft back in the I thought the vegan movement was over. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. We got this email, rad at radradio.com, over the weekend from Chad. Hey, Chad. Says, damn it, Brando. Yes. Every time Jake, that's his dog. <laughs> This goes back to the joke we had last week of uh, the, the girlfriend says that I treat her like a dog. And I said, well, that's a big stretch because Brandon's <laughs> hound Walter does the big stretch. Oh, yeah, she does. Says every time Jake does his big stretch, I have to praise him for it. Wow, Jake, that's such a big stretch. Hmm? <laughs> he's going to do it regardless, but now he's receiving praise for something that he would have done anyway. You got to do it. It's law. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, we, we had the story that we're using uh, baby talk with our dogs more than with babies baby. uh, yeah. in America now. <laughs> it is. It's, it is basically cultural law. You got a big stretch. Oh, is that a big yawn, too? Yeah. Oh, oh, is that a big belly? Are you fat as hell, Scout? Oh, oh. little roly-poly. <laughs> After we did that story, I was really noticed. I mean, you just do it every day, right? But mm-hmm. we, then we did the story, so it was right there in my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like all day long. Ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Chad says, I want to thank the whole Rad team for your advocacy on good dog ownership. If not for you, I wouldn't have a dog. I'm typically out of the house uh, 11 to 14 hours a day. I told myself it it would be selfish to have a dog. And then I met Jake. He was discarded after a divorce and found by the freeway. Housebroken, good manners, sweet to every human and dog he meets. Jake is my boy. Weimariner and Pit Mix. And actually, yeah, he, he said a picture that we printed out here. He is a good-looking dog there. Oh, he's a good boy. Yeah, he, kinda, he, he might be a Weimariner, but he does look like he has a little bit of a hound in him oh as well. Oh, my God, what a cute Sitting up in the back seat man. there. Yeah, he's Those a, eyes oh. tell you so much. And the fact that, I mean, that dog rescued him. Or No, sorry. Yes, exactly. Yes, you got it right. And you had a similar uh, uh, meeting with Walter. Yeah, Walter rescued me, honestly. He's saved, he's helped me through so many of my hardships. And, uh, yeah, he was left abandoned at a dog park. And oh, wow. so I took him in, and he was just he was terrified of being alone. Mm. And so was I. So it just was <laughs> the match made in heaven. Do you guys ever find yourself when you're driving around just looking? Did someone abandon a dog? Just like there's yeah. a park, there's or, down a street, and you're yeah. just like looking. Or if there's a box just sitting on the side of the road uh, and it's open, and I'm thinking, oh no, is there like a litter of kittens in yeah, there? Oh or my a pack God. of puppies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Blinders. I don't want to know. Mm. I don't want to know. And I, you can't I, bring them all home. Yeah. You just, you can't. That's why, mm. yes. And, and, that's and, in those moments, I have to start telling myself that because there are days I will. I will consciously tell myself I'm looking at as I'm driving. I'm looking everywhere. Then what? What if I find seven? And, and well, and the other like, thing too is because because doing prep for the show, I see these horrible stories that just the headlines that I don't read. I don't. But but the headlines enough, and I just I can't be part of some of the headlines that I see about what are done to puppies and and kittens, and it's just it's just horrendous. See, I guess I'm the the odd one out because every time I see a random dog or a cat walking around, I go, how much is the reward to return that animal back to its home? <laughs> well, see, I'm surprised that you said you would actually re- like. I'm 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 glad that you want to return it to the owner because I was expecting you to say, how many points will I get if I hit it? Oh god! Oh gosh! Oh, wow. No! Yeah. Wow! I no! Mean, I was honestly thinking Kyle'd be like, oh, they're just out and about, right? Like they have a home, they're mm-hmm. just wandering around with their buddies. <laughs> oh my god! But no, he's wondering the reward. 
Cassie. Reward. Yeah, <laughs> I, want, I want cash reward. The animal will go back to its home. I don't want to injure or hurt animals. That's, oh. But 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 let me understand. If there is no reward, then screw the dog. You're just, you're just going to keep driving. Well, then maybe it can be adopted by a nice homeless person. Why does it have to be a homeless See, person? they always have dogs. Yeah, I know, I, and I hate that, I too. And they got they have to have a dog for protection. Honestly, like they, yeah. they, when they go to sleep, they need somebody to look after them. And that it's such a symbiotic relationship for them. I will say it does seem like they take really good care of the dogs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dogs well fed. dogs are pretty healthy looking when yes. I see them. Sadly, homeless people are everywhere. And so you do get to see a lot of this. There's this vet that I follow. Um, he's a, he's a vet in LA, a veterinarian. He's, and uh, he has his own practice, but what he does a lot of the time as well with other veterinarians in that area that's their mission. They go out to the homeless people and take care of the dogs. Good. It's just, and every time, it's like I thought they'd be sad videos, but I mean, these dogs are really well loved, and they're there taking care of them, and and the vets there giving them the shots they need. I mean, it's it's a beautiful job that he's doing. And it's really sad when you see homeless people because they wear their their sadness on their face, or you know, they you just tell that they are beaten down and um, lost. But if you look at the dogs, they're always happy because they're just living in the moment, and that's yeah, all they know. know the dogs moment. don't know they're homeless. Right. The dogs are like. This is great. I'm, I'm, exactly. This is my whole home, the world. I love it. I finally had to have a chat with myself because, you know, you would see something sad with an animal, you know, online or commercial, whatever. And then it got me thinking about all the dogs. And then I'm bawling my eyes out. And I finally was like, what the hell good does this do for anybody? How many dogs are you helping or animals by sitting here feeling for them and crying? Right? Like that just does them no good. And it literally does myself no good it's it it, it's meaningless in the sense of it's it's hurting yourself and you actually are not in that moment while you're crying Mm -hmm. for the dogs helping the dogs Mm -hmm. like stop it most emotions meaningless (laughs) uh we did do a a a ratterday show uh if uh if you if you joined the membership site right now today you would be able to watch the uh, ratterday show that we did uh, on uh, this past Saturday at Lives Forever at members.radradio.com. We got this note that says, I think it's safe to say my wife is a fully converted maggot. She had drill this weekend, but purposely missed formation Saturday to stay in bed and watch Rad TV for the cartoon porn discussion. Whoa. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good one. We got to actually show <laughs> some cartoon porn. Uh, uh, family Guy, most popular. Uh, we were searching for porn involving Lois, but other Family Guy members as well. Goes on to say, the final hour, which featured the parent pile and Rob's exasperated nonstop question and answer segment with his fake child, elicited the belly laughter from both of us as parents of an eight, six and four year old oh, God. that it made the house shake you gave oh. us tears in laughter <laughs> but did you take notes yeah. <laughs> for when your kids ask Look, did you take notes of what rob's answer was I, the whole point of that was to try to display <laughs> and try to get all of you to stop saying i would make a great father because i wouldn't uh, as was demonstrated not just oh, for Lord. exaggerated <laughs> entertainment purposes but that was how i was answering these questions in real time imagining that this goddamn kid has come down and disturbed me in the middle of, of, of my one day alone uh, and not working because I'm trying to hide from the family in the garage, and he's asking me these stupid questions, and I started out by trying, and then that was it. I just I couldn't try any longer. And it, and it went from there into a very deep conversation about kids and, and, and being parents and who can or, or can't tolerate it and how you should or shouldn't handle it. David wrote in, and said, first of all, kids are absolutely terrible. Oh. I feel you. Thank you, David. On, Me and my lady have written off kids for life. When we were in the store or when we are in the store or out and about and we hear the screech of a little gremlin, 
We say reason, insert large number in the thousands here, not to have a child. Yeah. Oh, well, at least you know. Same. Uh, you know? I think I think my wife or I, we usually yell out something like, smother that. Oh, God. Ha! Which is a different <laughs> version Mother of Jesus reason Lord. 1014, why we don't want children. Yeah. That being said, David uh, says, I totally agree with Rob in the way he is being brutally honest with kids. That's how I've always been with my niece and nephews. I don't try and shield them from life. They need it anyways. So. <laughs> their parents approve? Right. Yeah. Is that is that all authorized? Oh, I mean, in the end, it's, yeah. it is more the parents. <laughs> Remember, in my role, it was on, on Ratterday, I was pretending to be the father. So I'm making the decisions. So if I, if I find myself in the very unfortunate situation of being around a child uh, in real life, I do check with the parents first. Like, how do you want me to handle things? like this like i would never be in a situation where i'm babysitting a child that's just not going to happen in my world so if i'm at somebody's house and they have a rat and the rat comes over and asks me a question i'm going to look at the parents and go would uh, would you like to shield this uh, would you like me to give them the answer that you know i'm going to give them and let them kind of guide me Wait, oh my gosh with, with between our god kids and nieces and nephews so many of them are raised completely differently and i have to like pivot one of my one of the god kids they're like very very sheltered so i know right okay yeah you don't say the things keep it sheltered and then same age there's another set of god kids not at all they're told everything and so it's just like okay i know i can have this on the tv i know we can listen to this music whatever it is right <laughs> it's just and i have to remember because i definitely don't want to you know mess it up on the other side where the kid is sheltered <laughs> because and and i also know when they were growing up, ooh, I can never have those sets of kids at the house at the same time. Ha! Because the ones that aren't sheltered, they're just going to be kids and say their normal things, mm -hmm. thinking it's fine, where the other kid's like, what? Which for them, it is fine. Exactly. Right. And for that, what? what's that? What? Oh, God, yeah, don't want to be in that position. <laughs> uh, so uh, along the way, we, we as, as we fell down this deep, dark rabbit hole of having kids and what it is to be a parent and what you're willing to give up and who would or wouldn't make a good parent, we also got into the discussion about if you don't have kids and you have friends who do have kids or when they have kids, how the relationship changes. And a lot of times it changes because they need to be around other parents. And also for a lot of us who don't have kids, we want them to have those relationships because we don't want to hear about your goddamn kids because <laughs> it, it makes sense. You have kids. Yeah. They're your life. And that's all you're going to talk about. Eh, we don't care. The, us, us kidless adults. Like, yeah, go. Go hang out with your, your kid parent friends because I don't want to hear about Jordan's 17th ballet dance or whatever uh, yeah and family oh. life you know they're living a family life which is going to be completely different than your life right if you if you don't have kids or you're single or whatever it might be it, it, it's it is a completely different way of life right ours is fun we get to go places and do things and and experience life without this tether that, that is wrapped around oh. us uh and so uh, along the way we got a, a note from a woman who was the way she wrote it, she was hurt that her friends were having kids. And we really dove deep on this because she was saying she didn't want to be around the kids. And so I said, well, then you're the one making the decision. Yep. And are you really hurt? Like That word bothered me. Dawn picked up on that fact. It was like, you're hurt that somebody is having children. I presume they want the kids. This is making them happy. We tried to use other analogies like, are you hurt if your friend gets a promotion and, and, and that's what they want, but it takes them across the country? You don't get to be hurt at your friend's 
successes and things that make them happy. That's disgusting. And so I really did focus in on that word and also focus in on the fact, a couple other things that you're losing your inner circle constantly in life. Yep. That's the cyclical nature of having friendships. You constantly have people who evolve and grow and change and you aren't as close to them as you were. And also your own what you're choosing. You're the one refusing to be around the kids, which I, I would make the same decision. So I don't feel badly about it. I, I'm the one saying, no, I don't want to be around them. When you're ready to be around me without kids, great. Come back into my life or visit me on the weekends. I, I, so it was a very, very deep, dark, circular, lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of what ifs and this is that questions. Well, and the other thing too in there is that you can still have a close friendship, whether they have started having kids or not, the friendship just may look different. And if you're friends with someone long enough, it will. One of my, my one of my fr- my longest my best friend from high school, Michelle. We've known each other since we're 15. Dear God, we're both 53. Our friendship has it looks very different today than it did in all the d- the decades prior. And one of my girlfriends, we used to be able to talk every single day, every day. Then she started having kids. I'm sorry, you know, she, she can't talk every day. She's taking care of her kids. So it's just you. I think that some people think, well, because we don't spend the same amount of time together anymore, we can't be close. That's not true. We've had couples that we used to travel with and do stuff all the time with, and then they had kids, and it was harder. We're still as close with them today. Our friendship just looks different. But I am glad that you brought this up because I mean that really did sit with me this weekend of like. Is she just meaning hurt like she's sad and bummed? Or is she like what you were thinking, Rob, like hurt by it, like taking offense right. to it? Because, I mean, that would be so different and unfair to her friends because, yeah, if they're your friends, you're happy for them that they're living a life that they want to live, which is having kids, even though you don't want to. And as I said when you used the word, bummed, fine. I'm fine with that. It's a, it, we wasted 20 minutes on nothing if it's bummed. Because, okay, I get that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I remember when my best friend had a child. At first, I I guess the word would be bummed. But I was also hurt a little bit. That chapter of our life was over. There was no more going out and partying and going to clubs and hooking up with chicks and all of that. That was just completely gone over with. He was having a kid. He had to grow up and be a father. And I was stranded with trying to find new friends to go do that with. See, I, I, and, and I know Dawn called me out on Saturday over this. I'm still stuck on the word hurt. Were you hurt, Kyle, or were you sad? Sad. Yeah, sad, because no, it, was, it wasn't end. like he was okay. like, exactly. okay, Kyle, I'm going to betray you and have a child. Right, you know? right, because that's hurt. Hurt is like, like intentional pain yeah. inflicted. Yeah. yeah, I think that... We might be dwelling on the word hurt too much, like so, too literally, what I do. <laughs> because we can act emotionally and we can say things like, oh, that hurt me. You know, I mean, yeah. life is filled with pain. Life hurts. Oh. Everything that we go through it, it, with the good comes the bad. And whenever there's a big change in life, it hurts for the moment. But once you learn that that's what it, that's what life is all about and you evolve and you change and you accept it then that hurt t- doesn't hurt as much anymore so the next time this happens to her she might not say hurt she might say oh i'm actually bummed she uh, right. she wrote back right after we finished the Saturday show uh she said and this is how she wrote it uh, verbatim it's me the woman who was bummed about her friends okay. having kids etc right, it, it was more the fact that i now know that I might have to rebuild my circle. Just to answer some questions, I'm 31 years old and I am very happy for them to start building their family. I just feel like such a huge bitch when I tell them I don't want to come over because of the kids. There's only so much I can stomach with the crying and the noise, which is very selfish, I know. I also don't want to have to ask them to not bring their kids because of my hang-up. And yes, Rob, I understand this is just a part of the life that I have chosen. 
not wanting to be a parent and I will have to get over it. Yes, and you will have to accept it and stop feeling like you're being selfish or the other way, accept that it's selfish and you're okay with it. I live my life being selfish and I'm fine with it because I only have one life to live and I'm gonna do what I want to make myself happy and my wife happy and I wouldn't have a problem telling a friend, I really just can't come over to your house. The noise, the kids, the poo smell, we, we just can't do it, whatever whatever it would be. And and I think that's, and, and by the way, I am not shocked at all that you're 31. Uh, it, it, usually age is more of a number than anything, but you are in that time period where yes, your friends start to all transition into a different life and you have to decide, all right, I'm going down this path, they're going down that path and you need to own it and not be, look, it's fine to be bummed in the Kyle way of like, oh, well. Oh. We won't get to hang out as much anymore, right. blah, 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 blah. But it sounds like you've still got a little bit more ways to go of accepting that you're choosing this and finding a way to still be happy and have other friends. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would assign the word selfish in the sense of like, yes, there are times with people that we love, we end up doing things that we don't necessarily like to do, but we love them and we know it's important to them and our support of being there means something to them, so we do it. There's also knowing what you can and can't be around. And for you, it's a miserable experience. So, you know, if I had a house full of kids and you came over and you're just grumpy the whole time because you hate being around those kids, our visit wasn't very great. You know, so it's to me, I find it more selfish that you showed up you know, <laughs> and tried to have the connection, but you were kind of. You can't hide that, right? The way she's describing how she reacts to kids, you kind of can't hide that. So, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't be a fun visit anyway. Yeah, I'm, you know, again, words, right? Yeah. I, 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 I have a problem with selfish being a negative word. And so when she says, "I feel like a selfish bitch for telling them I won't come over because your kids are loud," I don't, I don't care if you call that selfish. I just don't think she should feel bad about it. That to me is the most wonderful thing in the world that you can say to someone, no, I'm not going to subject myself to that, which is kind of a version of what you're saying. Well, and, and, right. and, this, and people walk around thinking that selfish is a negative word. I'm like, no, taking care of yourself, owning your own things, um, uh, uh, knowing what you want, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I think that, I, I think that we, not you, uh, but myself, I do attach some negative to selfishness. It depends on the selfishness. In this sense, I wouldn't be offended by her. I'd be happy that she knows she'd be miserable, and so would we, because you're not enjoying being there, right? But then there are people that could be selfish to where it's detrimental to the people that they're with, and it's hurting them, you know? When you, uh, you, when know you have one, bring me, bring me an example. <laughs> well, I mean, you have mothers that will go and not have any time with their children because they're going to do themselves first. That's wrong for the kids, right? That's a bad selfish, where you are just neglecting your children because you want to go out and do whatever it is that you want to do and your kids don't get much time with you. Well, I mean, you know, there's bad, I mean. The bad selfish in that example is that she had the kid. Yes, but I mean, there's dark selfishness, right? Where someone's you say just so. a mean, awful person and they're selfishly abandoning someone, you know, without even giving something a chance or a try or whatever, you know? If that's what's best for them, I don't <laughs> find it to be a negative thing. I, but sometimes they're not even um, doing self-reflection to even know if that's what's best for them because they're just a self-absorbed, selfish person, right? Like, and it's probably hard for you to understand this because you don't, as much as you describe yourself as selfish, you also do care so much about the people in your life. So you take care of yourself and do what you know is good for you. 
but you also care for the people that you care about that are in your inner circle. I'm talking about like the, the rotten, gross, selfish people that don't even care. Mm. And they will hurt you no matter what because and and even though you thought you had some kind of bond whether it's a, a marital or children or friend i think that that dawns onto something like if you're so selfish that you're taking advantage of other people and right. hurting them then that's a totally different type of selfish yeah. I, I totally I'm, I'm with you rob on being selfish enough to own what you want and exclaim what you want to other people so that they don't bring you down and so you can find your own way but yeah, if you're taking yeah. advantage of other people, then it's then it's harming them. So what is it when you have a really good close group of friends and then you realize they weren't really your friends? They were all kind of talking behind your back. <laughs> they say kind of mean things about them. And then you just kind of like and it's not all the friend group. It's just half. But you just ditch all of them all together and go, I'm not part of that. That's anymore. self-preservation. That's preservation. Okay. That's not being selfish. Yeah. No. And like being because other people want you to explain why. Oh, it's so annoying. Okay. Uh, let's get to Winrob's change. We're going to go down to a deep, 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 dark rabbit hole if we keep going with this conversation. Uh, we do this every morning, 6.30 and 9.30. We start with Chris, the princess spreadsheeter in the gay area, the area, who says that Penny's guess and Rob's clue at 9.30 last Friday opened up a few facts that my spreadsheet has defined to be true about the correct answer. Number one, one digit was eliminated by the most recent clue. There are no in the final answer. Can't repeat it. You had to be here to uh, hear the clue. Number two, this means that there are only four possible digits remaining in contention. Wait, did I confirm that he's got that right? It doesn't matter. I can't answer anyways. All right, fine. Uh, and number three, according to my spreadsheet, every possible remaining answer has all of those digits at least once. <laughs> okay. That's what he has come up with. I have no idea what he's talking about. So heading into the first plane of the new week, there are now 654 possible valid guesses in my spreadsheet, which is a 0.15% chance of winning with the next guess, though those odds may seem slim. According to a report by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, winning the game with the next guest is 10 times more likely than the odds of a woman, 40 to 79 years old, who has never smoked, being diagnosed with lung cancer this year. Oh gosh. Don't forget, kids, secondhand smoke is a killer. Mm, but it smells so good. <laughs> oh, I love it. We are looking for our eighth guest. Give us the right amount of money and win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's change. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show.